This is Sylvia Myers. And I'm Priscilla Phoenix. And you're listening to Do Do You You Have Have Space Space For Me? All right, so welcome, of course. This is Do You Have Space For Me? I am Priscilla Phoenix. I am Sylvia Myers. And uh, we're here today to do the second part of the three-parter of the trans bans that are taking effect and going into effect and yada, yada, yada. And we'll explain all of that later as I get into it. I do want to give a disclaimer. If you are, if you are sensitive to this topic or if you're afraid you may get triggered um, or upset by the opinions, viewpoints, or information that is provided, please, please skip this episode. Um, We care about your mental health. If this is a touchy subject for you, please, by all means, go listen to one of our sillier podcasts. Yeah, we won't be upset. We really won't. We understand completely. And mental health is very important to us. I That's why our podcast is called Do You Have Space For Me? Because right. that's how me and Sylvia ask for each other, each other for space, you know, and we're getting better at boundaries. Right. So that's uh, pretty awesome. Um, we're learning how to really say, yes, I do have space or no, my energy level is a little low today. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe another day if that's okay, you know, and understanding that that's okay when someone says that they can't hold space. And right. so, so if you can't hold space please. for this type of episode, that's totally okay. And we respect that. And we may come happens. back to this type of subject in the future, but we will always let you know at the beginning of the episode if, what it is. If it gets yeah. deep. Yeah. Again, we thank you and we'll talk to you soon. The trans bands in Tennessee. Yes. Now, that was the last episode. This episode focuses more on more states. So, of course, with the first episode, as stated in the previous one, that I started scratching a surface and I found a whole tunnel of information and different pieces that I find to be important and needs to be discussed because of this happening right now, especially in regards to the fact that women's rights have also been having issues lately. And now this is pushing through. So I feel like this needs to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. That's why we're here and we're ready for it. And I hope you are too. So I'm going to cite some sources that I got information from first off, and we'll provide links on our Instagram. Do you have space for me? That way you can go on there and look at the links and stuff and everything that we offer. Uh, My sites are nprnews.com, independent.co.uk, nbcnews.com, and wkrn.com, which is a local radio station in Nashville, I believe. I tried to narrow down specifics of how many laws and how many states are trying to bring these bans into law. I want to say, again, I I mentioned this in our last episode, but uh, Priscilla and I are not politicians or lawmakers in any sense. Mm -mm. So we are just trying to get this, understand this as best as, as possible and present it to you all 
as simply as we know how. So just keep that in mind. Do your own research on stuff. Obviously question everything. I mean, that's how you grow, right? You question everything. Question us too. So do the same, you know? So from what all the information that I've compiled, uh, I have found that more than 300 pieces of legislation considered harmful to the LGBTQ plus community have been filed in the states of the U.S. so far in 2023. And it's only March. At least 150 of those bills would specifically restrict the rights of trans people, according to the Human Rights Campaign. Republicans have led efforts to limit drag in at least 15 states in the recent months, which, if you listen to the last episode, pertains to the state of Tennessee and their two recent laws passed by Governor Billy. It was signed by him, so now it's on the way to the Senate. It goes into effect on April 1st, um, the trans ban for Tennessee. So that's why we are doing this and putting it out so we can get the word out because it is important, especially by what I list here at the rest of this and so on and so forth. It's not just affecting Tennessee, basically. No, it's it's a tech, it's a, it's touching more on just stupid misinformation basically is what it boils down to. There are several several states moving these forward. And I feel the need to address drag obviously is a very important issue. So that's why I felt like I needed to talk about these states and what these states are trying to pass. So here are the states. The states are Arizona, Arkansas, Kansas, Kentucky, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, and West Virginia. There are 12 states here that are red states. There is one swing state and one blue state. What is the, is it Arizona swing? Arizona is swing. Uh, Minnesota is the blue state, blue state. Okay. So I did look those up to make sure that I did get those correct on the red and the blue states and the swing states for 2023. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to go through each state and talk about the Senate bill. I do want to state that unlike Tennessee, all of these states are focusing on drag. Every single one of them. Tennessee passed, like, signed a bill that restricts MCOs from paying or like contracting out to Tennessee's or TenCare. So TenCare is a state low-income free insurance, and they specifically have a section of it called Cover Kids. So Cover Kids is the insurance for low-income families. So basically, you can't, like say a trans kid on Cover Kids goes to the doctor and they need hormone like injections and TenCare won't pay for it, but there is a outside organization or something like that that can offer these services to pay for that, right? Mm -hmm. TenCare, it's refused. Even if it's out of state, they cannot 
get anyone outside to pay for it at that time. Okay. So they're not contracted. They can't take a contract out for it or anything. So it's basically, so taking away the opportunity for them to get any type of help. Right. And I want to be specific with that. That means that Tennessee is the first one to directly affect trans youth. The rest of the states are more of being authoritative to what drag is and what drag is classified as. Okay. Okay. So that is the difference here. Mm -hmm. I will just go ahead and go into these and talk about that. And then, of course, if you have any reiterations or rebuttals on any of these, just let me know. I tried to get them to be specific, but also in my own words as well yeah. um, for each one of these bills. So if well, anything doesn't make sense, let me know and I'll clarify. No, I like that you're trying to put it in your own words too, because that makes it more understandable for people like us that maybe aren't versed in politics right, and right. stuff like that, which is the vast, like, I, we say vast a lot on this podcast. Have you ever noticed? Yeah. Um, but it's the vast majority of us that aren't into politics or know as much as politicians would, of course. The first state I want to talk about is Arizona. I'm just, it's alphabetical, guys. Just work with me, okay? I'm working with you. <laughs> so it's Arizona. It's a swing state, so it could go either way. They're passing three. They're trying to get these three bills through. Okay. Senate Bill 1026 prohibits the use of state money for drag shows targeting minors. So an organization, organization can't hire out a drag performance if it's like money that's coming from the state but it says that is targeting minors, targeting minors. so so basically like it's like yeah like because a lot of libraries and stuff do drag story time when which is literally very very literally a man dressed in drag so like a dress and some makeup it doesn't even have to be a man really mm -mm. anyone sorry no and actually in um there is a, I heard, I was told that there was some people in East Tennessee that actually were cis women who dressed up in drag and did yeah. these story time shows. So I know, I'm pretty sure it's like either or. Yeah. It's like so, you're just dressing in drag. Thank you for correcting me. So someone in drag that literally goes to the library and reads children's books to children. Nothing else. I mean, there's, there's nothing nefarious or sinister or sexual about it. That's, it's literally think of, I mean, it it could be Mrs. Doubtfire, right? Type of drag. Or it, it could be it, it, like, literally the book could be one fish, two fish, red right. fish, blue fish. What could they possibly do? And it's being, it's there with the librarians and stuff like that. It's not like the, it's like this person and then all, all these kids it's, there is, other people there there's parents mm -hmm. there's children of all ages there's adults there's it's just someone reading a story and they just happen to have makeup and stuff on mm -hmm. it's there's nothing scary there's nothing sinister there's nothing no one's out to get anyone i would freaking love that i kind of want to go i'm 40 years old i kind of want to go yeah dude when just I, would love, I would love can you imagine how wonderful that would be honestly Drag women are beautiful. Yeah. They're beautiful. And I, when we went to Dragula, I was just. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was like, it, it was so 
on awesome and creative and funny. And we had so much fun and we're in our forties. Okay. Right. Not only that. And I know we're kind of getting off this, the subject of the bills and laws and stuff like that, but not only that, but the people in the crowd there were so, they were nice. nice. They, didn't, they didn't, I did not have a single person um, approach me and grope and me or gro- talk sexually to me or, or be rude in any, any type way. of way. There was a dude that had a little bit too much to drink and bumped into us and ended up apologizing to right. us and everything. We even made friends with a stranger and we hung out with them all night and it was super, super and fun. And exchange numbers and, and exchange numbers and everything. It was so fun. Now, I can't say that the same has happened to me at just a regular old bar. I usually something i usually come home with a negative experience at least something shitty happened or Mm -hmm. something and i mean i know there's exceptions to every rule and everything but just think of it like the going back to like this the story time because we're talking about you know they can't do drag that um targets minors or whatever and so to me that's where i went first is like the librarian story time type thing there is nothing bad there's literally nothing bad that goes on there. I don't have children, but I do feel like some of the stuff is like stuff you teach children. Like they're not born to recognize different things about different people. Mm-hmm. Like people's basically people's differences. I know that's what different means. But anyway, sometimes I'm like, what do these kids even realize that this is drag? Do they even know what drag means? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I guess that depends on their your parenting and how old your child is and everything else. But does it matter to them? They're just happy someone's reading to them and that being animated and spending time with them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I got way off topic. I know I did and kind of went down a side road. We'll call it Sylvia's side quest. Back, All right. So back to our regularly <laughs> scheduled program. Senate Bill 1028 presents anyone doing adult cabaret on public property or anywhere a performance could be viewed by a minor. Now, adult cabaret is, drag basically has been redefined as adult cabaret. Like, anytime you hear that in any of these rules, that's what the fuck it means. And I do not understand that. But that's exactly what they have changed it to. In adult cabaret, when you when you start using the word adult on stuff, it makes it sound sexual, mm-hmm. striptease, um, burlesque kind of things. This kind of goes back to before where we talked about it being like fear of the unknown or not understanding and everything. Right. We know better because we've been to drag shows and everything, but other people, if you've never been to one and then you hear them describing it as adult cabaret and like you have no idea really what it is at all, you would, you're like defenses would go up too and you'd be like yeah i I, that is not appropriate but it's really it's not that at all senate bill 1698 criminalizes anyone who exposes a child to a drag performance self-explanatory all right so moving on to arkansas which is a red state senate bill 43 redefines adult oriented performance to include drag that's all they did in Arkansas, but it's a start. It's something they're, yeah. they're doing something. Kansas red state Senate bill 201 prohibits the expenditure of state money for the production or performance of a drag show for which minors are the primary audience. 
Yeah. So basically they're saying like, you can't use government money to, yeah. to do the drug. And show. in a way I'm like, like my first thought is like, well, why would you anyway? But then there's also a lot of drag shows. People don't realize this, but a lot of them raise money for charities mm -hmm. or um, nonprofit organizations that actually help minorities and stuff like that. So then you're kind of like hindering their ability to do that. And drag is fun, so it brings in a lot of people. It's just a good old time, guys. <laughs> so Senate Bill 149 expands the crime of promoting obscenity to minors to include drag performances. So basically, if you take your kid to a drag performance show, you are being an obscene parent, basically. Or you're subjecting them to obscenities. Now listen, I know that there are some drag shows that can be a little risque. Yeah, but it's not gonna, like they're going to do it at library time. That's what I'm getting ready to say. Like that, whenever that happens, it is autumn, like way beforehand. It's like a 18 and up show. Mm -hmm. And because I mean, well, like in Tennessee, there's obscenity laws. I don't know about obscenity laws in other states, but it's like that's already kind of taken care of. So all of this is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Kentucky is a red state and they only have one. It's Senate Bill 115 creates a thousand foot perimeter around a list of public amenities. And this is in quotation marks, such as schools, parks, libraries, churches, and other places that cater to minors. I personally do not know how a church can be considered a place to cater to minors, but okay. Unless they're like youth pastor kind of thinking that way. I don't know. When has church ever been a safe space? I mean, I'm I'm just personal, you know, yeah. personal opinion. To me, I have never felt safe in a church. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I know that ch church is supposed to be. Absolutely, it's supposed to be a safe space. As history shows, it's not always that. And some people have had wonderful experiences at church, and I absolutely love that for them. But as already stated in the previous episode, I've not. I've had some bad experiences in churches. So you need to keep that in consideration. I mean, look at the Catholic church. There's like, what, 6,000 priests that they know have molested people. And I'm just like, I don't know facts on that, like the exact number or anything. Yeah, I could go on and on and on about church okay so that thousand foot perimeter is uh around a public amenities where adult oriented businesses could not host adult oriented activities so and drag is considered an adult oriented activity so a thousand feet from any public place cannot be a business where drag is performed in kentucky uh, which is the red state uh, minnesota also is isn't okay. Kentucky part of the Bible Belt? And yeah. So if you're if you're considering churches like that's one of the spaces, every that's corner. like every every corner there's a different church. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Sorry, there's a lot of rural places in Kentucky though. Just saying. Yeah, they're just not making it. <laughs> they're just yeah. Okay, so then the next state is Minnesota, which I said earlier is a blue state. Um, so this Senate Bill 993 classifies drag performances as adult entertainment. 
of course, because of that, they've expanded the laws and property restrictions for those venues. Missouri is a red state. You should say misery. No, I said Missouri. You might as well be called Missouri. Just joking. <laughs> we love you, Missourians. Uh, it's the red state. It's Senate Bill 429, House Bill 498. Change the definition of a sexually oriented business to include any nightclub or bar that provides drag entertainment. And then HB 494 outlaws engaging in an adult cabaret performance. So they expand that course to include drag, especially if the performance is on public property or a location where minors could be present. Anywhere, basically, most of these laws are like that. Yeah, like uh, Montana is red state. It's House Bill 359 prohibits drag performances in library schools and any place that is paid for or uses state funds. And it also prohibits drag from being performed in front of a minor for the safety of kids, in case you forgot. Yeah. Nebraska is a red state and it has a House Bill um, 371 denies anyone under the age of 21 to view a drag show. Dang. So, okay, you can uh, vote at 18 so voters get out there but also you can also you can die for your country at 18 but god forbid you see someone dressed in drag <laughs> just it's ridiculous it doesn't make any sense and it's insulting too so you like if i was 18 i'd be like okay so i can vote i can buy cigarettes I can go and join the military and, and die on the front lines of something, but I can't see, like, how I can't, and I won't, <laughs> and I never will. North Dakota is a red state, and they have the House Bill 1333, defines drag as adult cabaret, and strictly prohibits any drag shows outside of adult venues and bars. I want to get a shirt that says, support adult cabaret. Right? Oklahoma is the next red state, and it has House Bill 2736, puts drag in an obscene category. Therefore, it is illegal to have drag shows anywhere near or in front of minors, of course. You know what I think is obscene? Old men trying to tell me what I can do and not do with my body. That's more obscene to me than a drag queen. Right? Okay, so South Carolina is the next red state. It's uh, House Bill 3616. Any business that holds drag shows are now labeled as sexually oriented businesses. Doesn't authorize state funds to be used to host drag shows. Classifies anyone who allows their kids to be drag shows as committing an offense akin to disseminating harmful materials to minors. Again, I see more of a threat in a church than I do at a drag show. Also, drag is not sexual. It can be, but just in general, it's mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. We're going to go ahead and go on to South Dakota because, you know. Why not? Why not? These are all ridiculous and I'm losing faith in humanity as I read each one. I know, right? right? <laughs> okay, so South Dakota is um, Red State and House Bill 1125 redefined drag as lascivious. I don't I did not look up the word for that. It's lascivious content and harmful to minors. Feeling or revealing an overt and often offensive sexual desire. 
It's offensive because it's unknown. It's like, oh my God, I'm attracted to a man. How is this possible? I mean, that's really what it boils down to. Right. I'm a, I'm offended that you made me, you, you turned me on. on. That you, you turned turn me on. <laughs> no, you turned me on. And how dare you? I'm offended. I'm offended. Of my attractiveness of your luscious drag body. So it yeah. is... <laughs> It is considered illegal if you allow youth to even view anything defined as drag in South Dakota. But what is anything? Anything. Could it be drag. a dog in drag? Like a dog dressed I don't, up I don't as know, Dolly Parton? I, I mean, no, I don't know. I, I don't okay. know that. If anyone does know, let me know. House Bill 1116 spans anyone from using state-funded money to pay for a drag help. We get it. Okay? We get it. With you guys being like, no, that's my money. I can't share with you. We get it. I mean, I'm sure they don't want your fucking money either. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Not now. <laughs> being buttholes about stuff. stuff. Listen to me. I'm dropping the fuck word every other sentence. And yeah. then I'm like, buttholes for stinky turd faces. Bless their hearts. Bless. Hashtag bless. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the next state is, uh, of course, Tennessee. And if you couldn't tell, it's a red state. It's a red state. Guess where we're from. This is one of the reasons why we're doing this. But, Let's just be honest. Yeah. House Bill 30 requires drag performers to obtain a permit for uh, adult entertainment establishment board prior to compensation. They have to do that before they get paid for any venue event anything they're doing which is fucking stupid i wonder can we get a list of who is on the adult entertainment board for tennessee like seriously i wonder, I wonder if, there's, if there's probably is on the internet that's just a weird board to even freaking have i know right house bill nine redefines drag as a type of adult cabaret and house bill one doesn't allow for an mco to be applied to 10 care insurance for trans health I love Appalachia. I love being where I'm from. I do. I love it so much. I like Tennessee, but right now I'm ashamed to be Tennessean. Like, there, we're not all like this. Like, it just brings this perception of that's how everyone in the state views. And it's not. It's not, not at correct. all. It's actually quite at the all. opposite. Yeah. I think it's like the minority feel this way, but yeah. it just happens that the minority is in power right now. Yeah. And I don't mean the minority. I mean the minority of those in that mindset. However, I know we talked about it last episode. Everyone needs to go check out the TN Holler on Instagram. They are like journalists, of course, in Tennessee and stuff. And they post a lot of really good things that are going on that, you know, we might not be aware of and stuff. But I don't know if they were the ones to find this or they just help spread the word. Someone somewhere found yearbook pictures from governor bill lee when he was in high school yeah and if you don't know who governor bill lee is he's the dude that signed these into law into law so he's the one that he's the one yeah he could have stopped this but he was like nope anyways in his yearbook he was there's several pictures of him and several of his friends dressed in drag and I don't know his exact age, but they were in high school. So I'm assuming 17. They could have been 18. I don't know. Either way, in high school, what's, what is high school full of? 
minor children. I mean, I know, I'm sorry, teenagers, you don't want to be thought of as children, but legal, under the age of 18, yeah, legally, legally you, you are. are. You are. Yeah. So the, they've got those pictures. There is some organization and I, I don't, I was just telling Priscilla about this. I don't remember the name of it, but I know that the Tennessee Holler uh, posted it, that they are actually raising funds to make a billboard with that picture of Governor Billy and drag, um, just plas- plaster it everywhere. And I think that is freaking hilarious. There was a journalist, I think from the Tennessee Holler, but I'm not sure, that was at some type of press conference that actually showed uh, Governor Lee the, the picture in his yearbook. And he got so offended and was such a jerk to this journalist. I mean, and the, the interaction only lasted a few seconds because he would not even like have a meaningful conversation. Like he completely dismissed this journalist, but he was like, so freaking, I think he even used the word that's a, that's offensive that you would bring that to my attention or something to, I think he said offended or offensive. Mm. And it's like, okay, who's the hypocrite dude? Who's the hypocrite here? And I, you know, we touched base on this before when this first happened. And in my opinion, and I think in viewpoints of this situation, it's different because he is heterosexual man. Mm-hmm. He's not gay. And that, that journalist even pointed that out too. I think that is something that all of these all have in common, even though it's not said. Mm-hmm. That drag performers are primarily gay or, or- bi- like, in the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Now there, there are some yeah. straight cis men who are drag queens. And women or anyone. Yeah. But they all they focus on is the possibility of gay people and how that's offensive. Eh. Could, could you hear the collective <laughs> eye roll over here? <laughs> oh boy do i have something for you guys later oh no okay so uh i've only got two more okay to uh, mention but then other stuff okay so texas is the next one and texas of course is a red one in case you didn't know texas is a big fat red one (laughs) so these are all together so i'm just gonna say uh it's all under one but it's three different ones House Bill 643, House Bill 708, and House Bill 1266. All of those basically classify drag venues as sexually oriented businesses and require the venues to be registered. Therefore, will pay state fees and prohibit children from entering at all times. So they would be on a state registration pretty much, and mm-hmm. they would probably have to pay to keep these businesses every month or yearly. Yeah. yeah which is really stupid in I mean like I understand that they're they're doing it to gain money for the state but what does the state's money go for like go to right. if you think about it as a whole and it's like uh, yeah. <laughs> all right so the last one is West Virginia obviously a red state. mountain mama <laughs> Um, there's House Bill 3176. No one can perform drag in library schools anywhere where children are present. You cannot 
dress in drag and read stories to minors and you cannot be in drag in front of a child. It is illegal if you are apparently in West Virginia or getting ready to be, I guess. So then there's the Senate Bill 253 in West Virginia that criminalizes performing an adult cabaret where it may be viewed by a minor. And then the last Senate bill is 103, prohibits states funding for drag shows. If you perform a drag show in front of a minor, it is considered child abuse. Oh, for fuck's sake. Sorry. Got <laughs> Do they know what child abuse is? Like what real child abuse is? Well, obviously, if they can not if they consider churches a part of catering to a minor yeah. in some states, you know, that's to be questioned. But I mean, okay, so like seriously though, in all honesty, when when the fuck is there going to be a legitimate separation of church and state? Exactly. When is when is that going to happen? And what bothers me is a lot of people, it's just heavy shit. And a lot of people don't want to look at it because half of us have already been through as much trauma in 20 years as these fuckers that are making these decisions. Yeah. So we're disassociated. We're not wanting to look at it because it's so bad. And I understand that. I really mm -hmm. do. But if these issues go through, what else are they going to do? Mm -hmm. Because they've already taken rights abortion rights away from women right and these to me i feel like these are like baby step bills mm -hmm, to bigger issues yeah where they can get these passed and then kind of it's kind of like they're testing the waters to see what they can get passed and then next time they're going to go a little bit uh -oh. bigger sorry and then a little bit bigger and then a little bit you know and it's gonna it's gonna get bad that's just the feeling i get when the bans in Tennessee were signed by Governor Bill Lee, the ACLU of Tennessee reminded lawmakers that dance, fashion, and music were a vital part of drag, are all protected by the First Amendment. Mm -hmm. So therefore, drag is a form of free speech. Right. And cannot be illegal. What does the ACL stand for, do you know? American Civil Liberties Union. I think you're right, but let me look it up real quick. Yeah. American Civil Liberties Union. Drag has always been controversial. And I think sometimes it's because it makes you view things and question things that push the boundaries of what you define beauty as. Mm -hmm. That is, I think, one of the reasons why it makes people feel so uncomfortable. Because maybe they felt like that in the past and they were told that feeling that way is wrong. Right. Let me tell you, I there there are some really attractively beautiful, wonderful drag artists in this world. Right. I enjoy watching them more than a regular TV show or a good horror movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I love seeing drag in person. I used to go to drag shows all the time when I was younger, so... And the talent it takes to do that. it. Yeah. yeah. And the money and the resources. So it's not, it just pushes the boundaries of what people don't want to look at. And that's the problem. But that's also what art is. Right. Art, art is subjective and it's supposed to make you think yeah. and feel. And that's what drag does. Okay. So in my personal opinion, I believe that a lot of these people 
um, that are fearful of children being harmed by drag artists um, are strictly feeling this way because they have never met or actually been around or spent some time with a drag artist. They've never seen a show or even participated in a local pride event or even been to a gay bar. Mm -hmm. And it's this stigma or fear of the unknown that may bring it up in you. And I can understand how something that you don't know anything about can be misconstructed if you are viewing it from an outside perspective. You're putting a perspective on something that you don't even know anything about. Right. Imagine how many times people have put projections onto you that just were not true to who you are. Right. That's exactly what they are. The fear of the unknown does that. Right. That's an issue that is a problem, I'm sure. Why are these drag bans so important? And it's because these laws are just scratching the surface of a bigger issue. And that is to erase LGBTQ plus people from the public life. That will lead to more harassment and violence against the LGBTQ plus community, especially since the government of Tennessee also signed a bill to require trans youth to detransition before the end of the year. It's not easy to see that that is the way or the progress that is what could happen Yeah, if this keeps on. And some people don't think that's a big issue, but it is a big issue if you look at it in terms of free speech. Right. It is. Um, and personal, personal like body autonomy and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Personal body autonomy, body acceptance. Mm -hmm. All of those issues are being up for grabs. The, and, and the suicide rate among the LGBTQ community and in particular the trans community is already extremely high and this is just going to push that statistic up so i wanted to ask you a question have you ever heard of matt walsh i've heard of him i don't know much about him okay so um some of these articles that i read and uh he's very right-wing right? yeah he was mentioned uh a couple of times um, so I'll just write what I wrote about him. You'll write what you, well, well I'll, <laughs> I'll just, you know, read what I wrote about him. Um, Matt Walsh is this guy who's helped push these legislation, legislate <laughs> this bullshit through <laughs> this bullshit through, um, Matt Walsh is this YouTuber and blogger who actually helped push some of this legislation through because he is very opinionated um, when it comes to the identification and classification of trans basically in a nutshell from what I've seen. So, you know, I'm trying to be objective here, right? So I watched a couple of his content. I did a, I watched a trailer for a movie about him asking random strangers what the definition of a woman is or what the definition of a man is. And then it goes on from there to other people like BIPOC people, uh, LGBTQ plus people and that kind of stuff, but it doesn't discuss his rebuttals. So you don't really like in the trailer, you get little pieces of it, but yeah. you don't get all of it. I did not look at this guy's blogger 
frankly. I think the YouTube content was enough for me. It's little, I had to take, you can ask Sylvia, I had to take like what, three breaks yeah. from a 20 minute video that I watched. And you're like, I need to scrub my brain. <laughs> so the thing about Matt Walsh is on his YouTube, he has 2.1 million followers. And the one that I actually watched had 1.8 million views. And it was Matt Walsh reacts to benefits of dating trans women. So I watched that one and I'm trying to be objective, right? I'm trying to understand the other side. I found his content to be kind of offensive, disrespectful and dismissive mm-hmm. and in nature and somewhat disturbing in how the information was translated. It reminded me of, it's a tactic that I've seen many, many times in documentaries, especially anyone, any documentaries that are far left or far right. Mm-hmm. Like uh, an example is um, Michael Moore. Michael Moore with, uh, what is that movie? Fahrenheit 9-11. Fahrenheit, yes, Fahrenheit 9-11. So they'll tell him something and he'll turn it to Almost, be whatever narrative he wants it to or be, needs it to or be, or perception whatever. to be in that moment, right? And I mean, we all kind of do, do that. We all kind of perceive things, but then there's some people who take it to the absolute extreme. So basically, I look that I look at that as trying to find ways to dismantle an opponent because you're not looking at them like that's a person with feelings and objectives sitting right in front of me. And you're not trying to have like an intelligent debate, whereas you can learn from it. You're just trying to take down your opponent kind of thing. So I will explain the trailer. Okay. So the trailer was different than what I actually watched. What I watched was him commenting on a trans woman's YouTube video explaining the five benefits of being with a trans woman. Mm -hmm. He would play pieces of it, then stop it and translate it into his narrative Mm -hmm. okay so with the trailer that i watched it was a little different right but it still gave this perception of almost a dismissive or lack of lack of awareness for the other person even in the trailer um, cause he would ask someone what they would say. And then all you would see in the trailer is their responses being like, uh, well, it's, you know, anything it's whoever you want to be. And then you'd see him be like, you know, like put his hand on his head. Like he's like, they're a fucking idiot. Yes. And these were men, women, then of course, LGBTQ plus just a various amount of different types of people right. who would ask these questions to. Just to get a perspective, even in one part, he goes to another country and is asking people that are from tribes what they think of about men wanting to be women here and women wanting to be men here. And one of the things that he that I remember in the trailer is he asked one of them, so would you want to move to America if you knew that the woman that you were with was actually a man? And the guy said, no, no, I would not go to the United States. And that's part of that trailer. So you get an idea of what that's like with that just little 
hint of information and there. it's not showing the ones that said i wouldn't have a problem with it or they're people too <laughs> yeah yeah or they're people too and they you know nothing we, like let's that. respect them yeah so he uses this tactic and of trying to make the lgbtq plus community and um look a little less intelligent and almost comical in his misogynistic approach to this video of this woman explaining yeah the benefits of trans women she had very good points mm -hmm. i i mean that's a good video i would recommend you watching the actual person who the woman who did the video yeah. which she has very good points about it and she made there are people out there that want stuff like that so i don't see a problem with it mm -hmm. he would construe that he would flip it like um he uses sound effects and it kind of reminds me of like a talk show that you would hear of in the early 1980s on a soft rock station on a sunday like just very like in tennessee in a red state so it's very like political kind of like rush limbaugh type yeah type stuff always contradicting the other person and what they have to say I would have respected the content more if there had been more of a diplomatic approach to it. Yeah. But I understood the rhetoric to mean that the LGBTQ community cannot explain what a woman and a man actually are. On his YouTube, he debates that trans youth, he debates with all kinds of people, trans youth, trans advocates, and anyone else who... Um, wants to argue the opinions of what they think define men and women. He'll argue with anyone and he will videotape it, but it's edited in a way that makes the other person look like he purposely they can't win an, they can't edit. win an argument no matter what he says type situation. Right. Right. So like with I wonder if he would with trans women, the video that I saw in Pacific, one thing that he kept doing that was really making me mad. And I, that's why I had to stop it is because he's not targeting the men in this video. He's targeting the women because he's saying he, okay. So one, one of the five reasons was that, a, that trans women do not have a period and they cannot get pregnant. And some men prefer to not have kids. Right. So he pauses it and that's okay. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, that's why I said like uh, everything she said made perfect sense to me. Right. But he took it and turned it around and literally stated that women aren't women unless they bear children and unless they're beautiful all the time and basically turning it and making it like she's being misogynistic to women saying that women don't put enough of themselves into relationships because trans women dress better. It's because trans women know they look beautiful and they're aware of their beauty. Women have been so subjected to this narrative of not ever being good enough for a fucking thing that you expect us to want to dress good. Like you, you guys have kind of like society has kind of put us in, this box but that's also subjective too because i can wear like sloppy clothes and still be Feels. comfortable and confident and feel good about myself in it just because matt walsh or whoever else doesn't think that i'm dressing 
feminine enough. I don't have enough. Well, he's not saying that. He's saying that the trans woman is. I know, but, but that's his opinion and projection. That's his projection and everything. And that's totally subjective and not his place to say. And honestly, the way that it is edited just leaves the impression that no trans person can truly or fully explain to him what it means to be a man or a woman and makes them appear less than intelligent um, when that is hardly the case with these individuals. So can I say as a cis woman, I don't feel that it is trans people's place to explain what makes them whatever to us. I don't think anyone owes us an explanation. The fact that he thinks that they can explain it or whatever is honestly it doesn't matter i I mean to okay so you know i got a little heated yeah priscilla got heated mama mad okay so let me say why don't you explain to me what you think a woman is Mm -hmm. like why don't you because if you're turning it to make that projection from her she's not projecting it she's not thinking it he is Mm -hmm. so why don't he tell me right like that's the one thing that i kept getting really mad about because it's not her opinion it's his opinion and people are looking at it and being like that's what she thinks when it's him he's the one that thinks that not it's his opinion about what she said and he's editing it too so yeah you're not even getting fully what she said Right. A lot of people are viewing these and I'm sure a lot of these people are political and a lot of these people want these bans to happen because of rhetoric like this. This is just one example of, I'm sure, a plethora of people who do stuff like this on the regular. Right. I mean, that's all I've got for this episode. I do have a couple of points that I want to make Jerry Springer, final thoughts. (laughs) So again, I've touched base on this before. I will touch base on this again. These laws are meant to divide all of us, every single one of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about every single one of us, meaning church people, Republicans, Democrats, leftists, right wings, all of us. And if you truly want to be understanding of both sides, you have to venture into the unknown yourself every once in a while and ask questions that honestly provoke both sides of the issue. When I watched these, I thought, is he correct? Like, is he? You have to question things. That's the whole point in being alive. That's the whole point of art and drag itself, questioning everything. Yeah. So even if that point, you have to question the other side and you have to question those parts of you in yourself that might agree with some of the viewpoints that he has if you watch any of stuff like that that's something for you that's you like these issues that he's projecting is his own issues and he's putting it on everyone else besides looking at why he feels this way and why he is so mad about a simple definition of what a man and a woman is besides his own fear the other point that i want to make is that parents should be the ones who actually take responsibility for the fucking content their children sees. Mm -hmm. I see it as shifting the parental responsibility onto the government. 
instead of parents making the decisions for their children on their own. I think that it's just being passive. I think it's just a bunch of parents that don't want to really actually take the time to get to understand their fucking kids. Yeah. That's what I think is the problem because they're afraid that their kid will be trans. They have to rally and do protests and do videos like this because they don't want their kid to grow up trans because goddamn, what would, what would the Joneses say? Right. And that all comes back to fear of the unknown. And that's all fear. I know some really awesome trans people and I just recently met some of them. Yeah. And I tell you what, a lot of these people are so much better than anyone else I've ever met. They're genuine people. Seriously. I've met like five different new people and they're all so nice and so friendly and so genuine. And I remember going to churches as a kid and always feeling like everybody was fake as fuck and being at bars with heterosexual people and being feeling like an outsider because everyone was fucking fake as shit or feeling unsafe or feeling unsafe and unworthy. Now I have been in places that do make me feel safe that aren't drag like bars or gay bars or anything like that. Now I'm not saying that there's a vast um, imbalance there though of how many times I've been at like bars that aren't gay and I have been harassed or gossiped gossiped about or or treated like crap compared to going to a fucking drag show and wearing a feather be a, a boa and having the best goddamn time with a bunch of fucking strangers that I never met before. Right. There's a there's so many more bad stories with the regular bars than there were with the drag queen bars. Mm-hmm. And if I have a kid who is a teenager. I am a very curious about who they are and I don't try to restrict who they are in any way. I let them be them. And I feel some type of way when um, there's legislation going through that restricts the creativity of children and their evolution. And that bothers me because I would never, ever, ever want to restrict anything from my kid ever. Now, if it's something that will harm them, like truly, harm truly them. harm them, it would be a different story. But drag is not meant to harm. I took my kid with me to Dragula. And if anyone ever watched Dragula or know of Dragula, Dragula can be kind of risque. Mm-hmm. But not at that show. No. I don't think anyway. No. Your child was not the only child there. there. No. All having so much fun and enjoying something with their parents. And you know guardians. what? They never got groped. They never got talked to suggestively. Mm-mm. Not one time. They even, I mean, like literally someone would bump into them and they'd be like, oh my gosh, honey, are you okay? I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, it was the nicest freaking place I've ever been to. And it was Dracula. And bitches, we had the best time. And I was so excited to see my kid there. And this is what you're taking. And that's what you're taking. I don't really have much to add to that because you 
basically said everything I was thinking and feeling and more. Yeah. And I mean, you can't, I mean, seriously though, Sylvia, was it not awesome to see them having oh so my much gosh. fun? Yes. <laughs> and their eyes all lit up and they started bopping because their favorite drag queen came on and it was Hoso. Yeah. And it, and it made me enjoy it even more. even more because it was like bringing, bringing a creative uh, it was watching art in motion. It was watching art in motion, but it was also allowing my kid to be able to experience something that I could not experience when I was growing up. Yeah. And that meant a lot to me. And it wasn't in Tennessee where we went, mind you. Mm -mm. We had to go out of state. I thank you for being here and yeah. listening to us. Holding uh, space for us yet again. Holding space for me. I appreciate that. But, you know, to me, it's important. And people are just not understanding. And I'm not understanding it either. Yeah. And, <laughs> honestly, it just makes but, no uh, fucking sense. The really. difference with our understanding is, or not understanding, is that we are not pushing it on other people and having it affect other people. Right. And that's part of the problem. You can, there, like, since I'm not transgender, there's no way for me to ever understand. I could interview every single trans person on this earth and I'm still not going to understand because I'm not trans. However, I'm not taking away their health care. I'm not pushing narratives. I'm not making life dangerous for them because of my lack of understanding. And a lot of things that people don't understand about these bills is that if there are more serious bills like the 10 care bill, people are going to start finding illegal ways to do what they need to do to feel like they are who they are. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's part of the Republican agenda. I do not know if it is not part of the Republican agenda. That is just the reality of what will happen if these bans continue. Because let me tell you, sister, women are probably doing illegal abortions as we speak. Right. So that's just something to think about. Um, if you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, corrections for us. Stories, anything. Yeah, your experience or anything you want us to know at all. Our email is do you have space for me at gmail.com. Instagram is at do you have space for me. If you feel like supporting us, then we can always take your coffee donations at buymeacoffee.com slash do you have space. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for loving us. Yep. We need to take a break from the subject for... <laughs> I'm going to go shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>